Greetings and welcome to episode 276 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly video game podcast for Words About Games. I am your host, Amy Kate Alexander, rocking the Paragon necklace today for some reason, joined by hot tuner himself, Daffod Mooney. Hello. The lights are back. You can see the stuff, Amy. (laughs) And the sword's an Umbreon. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I hope everyone has had a great weekend because it is Monday. You know what that means. Isabella's joined the party. That's what that means. Isabella. Boom. Boom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I hear an amazing person bought you that. An amazing person did find me that. Yes, that is indeed. I almost cried in oh, the game. That's true. Um, how are you, Amy? I feel like I literally just saw you yesterday. I literally just saw you yesterday, and then I played Among Us with you yesterday night, and then I played Phasmophobia with you yesterday night, and then we texted about Grand Prix all day. But yet, here we are. Somehow, we're still not sick of each other. <laughs> I know. I wonder when that's going to happen. I don't think it is, because I feel like I we, we have... We're either texting each other, podcasting each other, chatting shit with each other because I don't, you know, Discord yes. goes through like if you go through it says like oh Droblon started a call that lasted X amount of time, like they all last fucking ages, like mm. <laughs> well beyond the length of a podcast because we sit here and we chat for forty minutes beforehand, just check the yeah. clock, and then like afterwards we sit and we chat for another like hour. <laughs> Yeah. And then Which when we're we done, do. <laughs> and then when we're done with that, we just text each other constantly. <laughs> like, if me and you were going to get sick of each other, I feel like it would have already happened by now. Is what I'm saying. That is true. That is true. We spent six hours, six and a half hours with each other at, the, at, the, at a massive shopping center, and then played a game, and then played another game, and then texted each other afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we both tortured Ryan. We both tortured Ryan, who totally deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> well I, I had to do we had to do something after last week where he was like oh i think i'm becoming a really good detective me <laughs> would you see that peggy rather than there i am just gonna knock you off that a lot oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah yesterday was a lot of saturday was one of i'll say right now it's been the best it was the best area of 2021 for me that's amazing yeah, yeah like especially as i have i've had a Pain in the ass of a week, but yeah, like I say, you and my amazing partner, who's to the left, right, right, right to me, and left to use if you see later on, um, oh. uh, has helped, has had, has made my week all pretty all right, especially on the Saturday. That's so. good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad. I was. I like. It's. It's not that difficult to help someone out. That's true. Shout out to Nelly though as well, because I feel like we're just ignoring her. She Shout was there. Out as Nelly. Well. She was there on Thursday night. She was there yesterday. She Yeah. She was amazing. First time I met her. In person. Technically, yeah. Technically, uh, it's wild. Yeah, it was really wild. And she was just as delightful as we've chatted with her, so it was alright. Yeah, no. I love I love her. I love you guys. Like it's so cool. Cause mm-hmm. like we went out the week bef- the weekend before, so like a week ago. Um to do an escape room with uh, Phil and Erica, if you watched Among Us, Alanius and Sneaky Pete, and that was like the first time they had, they had met each other in person as well. And it was like, and I went and I said to her, because she's, bless her, I don't think she'll mind me saying this, she's, she wants to play Among Us, but with us, but she's nervous. She's always nervous about playing games, like 
when she doesn't know what she's doing and everybody else knows what they're doing. Number one, yeah. we don't know what we're doing. Just watch the stream from the weekend, just gone. <laughs> yeah. You got no problems with you, that regard. Wait, wait till you see the highlights video. Oh wait my god. You see September's Twitch highlights. Holy shit. Um and number two, I was, I was like I was oh, like, at this point you've literally met like in person like eighty percent <clears> of the people who play among us in, in our yeah, little yeah, group. Yeah. Because this is what I did. This is what I've done, Mooney. I've decided that I've got all these friends, right? You know, like from all different places. Like me and Ellie went to high school together. Me and you met from uh, my you... Xbox and me and EGX. Um, yeah. Like me and Phil know each other from day job stuff and Erica's Phil, all that. And I've decided I'm going to make my life easier by making you all be friends. <laughs> I, about right. and it's working <laughs> it is working Me, you and Phil are watch wrestling and ah <laughs> oh. oh that I can't wait for that day especially as the the man has returned to challenge for the title I can't wait for that so there you go we're about to do like two hours of video game news and discussion and analysis or whatever you want to call it but if you learn one thing from this podcast and one thing only it's a life hack. Get all of your friends to be friends with each other. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It works. That's how it's you great. do it. It's great. That's it's how fantastic. you do it. Um, yeah. Makes life easier. Makes life so much easier. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. You just chill in the sky. Yeah. Oh, no. And then hey, I get hey, on Twitter hey, and it's hey. like everybody's having Twitter conversations with each other and I'm just like, I'm just like sitting there like, my work, is My work done. here is done. <laughs> now I can bask in the glory. I just, I just walk away into the sunset. And then I get halfway back and then I'm like, no, wait, I need to I need to reap the benefits of this. And then I turn around and I come back and I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> Who are you? No. <laughs> it worked too well. <laughs> I only got halfway to the sunrise. You can't forget me that early. <laughs> no. But no, yeah, uh, I'm in a good place. I like. I'm it. glad you're in a good place. Mm. I'm in a good place. <clears throat> I'm in a I'm in a better place than I think I've ever been in my entire life. So. Mhm. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Like, if you remember, right, like we didn't really know each other. Oh, it was yes. Like, like we met. Yeah. We EGX. talked. We I mean we met at EGX, and I think like, I mean. Fix a radio letters out on my Xbox and me almost every week, so I knew who you were. <laughs> um, and like you were in chat in his chat while I was in his chat or while I was playing, like PUBG was the game we always played, um, where I was present. And I knew you, but I didn't really know you. And then I think I'd let, uh, and then I think I did my coming out stream, and you and Sophia came to my coming out stream. And that was cool. Like, everybody who came to that stream, I was like, it was in my head. Like, it's still in my head of, like, who turned up. And I know some people didn't come because they couldn't because of time zones or whatever. So I don't, like, I'm not throwing shade when I say that. But it's like, everybody who came, I've got in my head of who came. And then I left my Xbox with me. We didn't talk for a while because that was our, like, sort of main point of contact. And then, like, you invited me on your podcast to talk about Avengers. Infinity War, yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. Because I was still I was still playing Overwatch on an almost daily basis with foxes. Yes. Um, 
and then you invited me on your podcast. Then you invited me on your podcast again. Then I lost my podcast co-host. And then you and Patrick were sort of filling in for him, like, in tandem while I was trying to, like, be like, what the fuck do I do? I don't have a podcast co-host. <laughs> and then it got to, like, a certain point and you'd been on for a few weeks in a row. And then you just went, should I not? You can stop. Should you just stop asking and I'll just keep coming back? And I just went, yeah, all right. And then we became best friends. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Then the pandemic happened. We just said it just like the bonding never stopped. Then we, the <laughs> pandemic happened, and we played Apex Legends for like three months. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we literally had we had all the we time in the world. Like Apex, Apex, Keith, yeah. Apex. <laughs> it was just literally like one person would say Apex, and it was like, what were the other two people gonna do? Nah, I'm busy. Busy doing what? <laughs> yeah. Like, we still have that group, I think, don't we? Oh, yeah. yeah you, we, you messaged oh, it a little while ago, and you were like, Apex? Yeah. And, and I was like, I'm not feeling Apex right now. I've been getting yeah, but my, I've got a little bit here. I've been getting an itch to maybe have a look at Apex Legends. What you, what we think? Ha, huh, maybe. That's from you. Keith, same. I don't know which same he means. I, don't I, know never, means you, I never figured mine. out. I never figured <laughs> out whether he had the itch, and he was agreeing with you, or if it was a maybe, and he was agreeing with me. And at this point... I'm a scared. I'm afraid to ask because <laughs> that was like two months ago. What's <laughs> August eleventh? Wow, it'll, it'll actually have been exactly two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! I tell you what, we I have a good grasp of time. <laughs> if nothing we else, we seriously can't make this up. We really can't. No, but yeah, like now we're best friends and we do best best friend stuff mm-hmm. and podcast together. Mm-hmm. It's good. So we podcast, or shall we just do best friends? Podcast. Stuff? <laughs> I, what, what if, what if podcasting was also best friend stuff? I like that. I like that. So I mean, say we're doing best friend stuff. Let's do it, Amy. And podcast, because mm-hmm. there are timestamps in the description below the video on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcast, because we are up. On Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and ones I've never even heard of. That's it. That's all the rigmarole. I really shaved it down. <laughs> you did. Remember when you first joined and I had paragraphs of the shit where I'd read all this stuff out? And now it's just like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even do this. Two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Come join us. See the mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv slash words about games. We're fucking popping off on Twitch right now. Um, like, we're having some of the best streams we've ever had. Um, so hit the follow button, and if you see us go live, you should check us out, because it's, abs- it's either cozy or pure carnage, and there is no in-between. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. The October highlights are going to be the big banger. going to be banging. September's highlights are going to be banging as well. I've been, I've been, I've been, been looking through this, the the clip, the streams, and thinking, Jesus, we had a good September. Yeah. Um, and October just went fucking wild, like with the Phasma yep. update, which scares the shit out of us. Yeah. We've had the yep. the Among Us. We've had two two fantastically hilarious Among Us streams, <laughs> and it's like we're a third oh. of the way through October. Yep. Crawling towards November. Yeah, can it not just be October forever? I like October. I will, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't want to down it. I'm not gonna down it. I'm not gonna down it. Yeah, let's just stay in October. 
October's been pretty cool. Don't get me wrong, I like Christmas as much as anyone does. Hmm. But I like I like autumn. <clears throat> like I like autumn, I do. I love the I mean my entire vibe is October. Like this room's theme is October. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> At this point. It's getting there. I've got more plans. I know you do. You did to but anyway. as far as I can go. That's <laughs> my plans. <laughs> yeah, I think you're starting to reach a sort of a capacity limit. Um, it's not about a capacity limit. It's a, a partner limit for her. <laughs> she might go, no. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I'm going to go, hey, look, look, I've still got lots of space for, for plushies. So I'm good. I know I've you do. Loads of space. Well, someone was thinking of just dropping a box all over the floor of plushies so <laughs> don't know what you're talking about so we're getting <laughs> yes let's get into it let's start with the news twitch source code and creator pairs <clears throat> part of massive leak this is from tom warren over at the verge he writes twitch appears to have been hacked leaked leaking source code from the company's streaming service an unreleased Steam competitor from Amazon Game Studios, and details of creator payouts. An anonymous poster on the 4chan messaging board has released a 125 gigabyte torrent, which they claim includes the entirety of Twitch and its commit history. The poster claims the leak is designed to, quote, foster more disruption and competition in the online video streaming space, end quote. The Verge is able to confirm that the leak is legitimate and includes code that is as recent as this week. Video Game Chronicle first reported details on the leak earlier last week. Twitch has confirmed it is so... Twitch has confirmed it has suffered a data breach, and the company says, quote, it's working with urgency to understand the extent of this, end quote. The leak includes the following. Three years worth of details regarding creator paths on Twitch. Great. Thanks. Love it. Brilliant. The entirety of Twitch.tv, quote, with commit history going back to its early beginnings, end quote. Source code for the mobile desktop and video game console Twitch clients. Code related to proprietary SDKs and internal AWS services used by Twitch. An unreleased Steam competitor from Amazon Game Studios. Data on other Twitch properties like IGDB and CurseForge. Twitch's internal security tools. The leak is labelled as part one, suggesting there could be more to come. VGC reports that Twitch is aware of the breach, but the company has not yet informed its user base. It, it has now. <laughs> <laughs> like that was at the time of this of, of this writing of this they have informed everybody of this the leak doesn't appear to include password or address information on twitch users but that doesn't mean this information hasn't been obtained as part of the, of this breach in fact the leaker seems to have focused on sharing twitch's own company tools and information rather than the code that would include personal accounts while twitch has confirmed a data breach it's still unclear exactly how much data has been stolen We'd recommend changing your Twitch password and enabling two-factor authentication on your account if you haven't done so already. Twitch has been struggling to contain ongoing hate and harassment recently. After weeks of hate raids, some Twitch streamers took a day off in August to protest the company's lack of action. Twitch has responded to the hashtag DoBetterTwitch movement, and it's a hashtag that the anonymous poster has used today to promote this leak. And then there were some updates where it's like Twitch confirmed it and told everybody about what was going on. Um, it's great. It's fantastic. Like, awesome. As somebody who like is a Twitch affiliate, this is just the news I wanted to hear. <laughs> like after a shit few months of like Twitch being shit. 
Yeah, this was like this was crap. Like for any for any Switcherinima out there whatsoever, like, this is absolutely crap. And then like for, like like even I had to ch change my password, and I have nothing on it. Like I'm not a streamer on my account. Like when like I stream when I do stream, it's on the word your account, the words about it's games. Like it's our account. account. Yeah. <clears throat> and um. So even I changed my password and everything. So, but like, like I can only imagine how crazy it was for like, for all the big ones and everything. Just like, oh shit, going crazy. I can only imagine how it was for them and everything. So yeah. Um. Either way, whatever happened, like, yes, I can appreciate what like they've done it because like, like, they like, didn't they sit? Didn't you say at the end like the they so, almost said they did it because of the do to, to say to do better Twitch better. type of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Just okay. Like, nah. Yeah, it's like you basically quote in the extremist like where you like you basically like say I'm going to do good by doing terrorism type of thing. The or type of, I'm going a little extreme now. I can appreciate I that. I mean, yeah, but, um, yeah, but I know. But that, that's basically what it's. Like. I'm going to do good by doing bad. Like everyone else who there's a lot of people on Twitch who are absolutely just fantastic Twitch streamers who have worked their ass off and deserve the success they've got. Don't need to have this hassle to have to change their passwords, but just because oh. Twitch needs to get their shit together and everything to make sure there's no abuse and all that crap we've talked about already on multiple occasions for this. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a crazy thing. Go on. So if they've got like everything, like all the information from Twitch, like. Yeah, they might not have passwords because it depends how Twitch secures passwords on their end. And, like, if they're, like... They're, they're, I don't know enough about internet security to speculate, but I know, like, there's a thing where they, like, they jumble up the passwords. But, like, in terms of, like, being a Twitch affiliate, um, like, the information that Twitch holds for anyone who's an affiliate or a partner, um, because you when you, when you become an affiliate... You have to you have to fill in a bunch of tax information because at that point, like Twitch is going to be paying you money, like providing you get subs and donations and bits and whatnot. Um, so you have to fill in tax forms. So like the information that Twitch has for all of it on for all of its affiliates and partners, names, addresses, PayPal information, like there's there's a ton of information that re I really don't want sitting in someone's BitTorrent. Yeah, <laughs> like. And, like, I don't believe that this person didn't know that this would fuck over. Like, okay, like, I've, I've done this to support hashtag Twitch to you back. Fine. Great. Thanks. You just fucked us all over because you might have just exposed all of our personal information to the internet. Yeah. What do you think the people who are organizing hate raids against against Twitch streamers can, can do with our home addresses? <laughs> Which could potentially be a part of this leak. Yeah. Like, you could endanger those people who are trying to make Twitch better. Yeah, like or who are just trying to exist and stream. Yeah. Like because streaming <clears throat> is fun, like to do. Like even if you're not full time and it's not your career and you're not trying to make it your career as someone who just does it for fun as a fun thing to do. Like, and I have to now do. Like I've dealt with bots, I've dealt with hate raids, and now I have to deal with this. Like. And and I'm not just saying that's on the person who did this. I'm also saying that's also on Twitch. But like, it's just you just you wake you know when you just wake up some mornings and you just see a thing on Twitter 
Or you go on like a web video game website and you see a news thing and you just think, yeah. fucking great, my life just my life just became harder. <laughs> a little bit more annoying, a little bit harder, yeah. And I question the motives. Oh hell yeah, the motives you to this person your motives you may have thought your motives were doing good, but it did completely the opposite effect. Ah uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely not like. It's de- it's either definitely not worked out the way you wanted it to if you're that naive. I don't know if you're that naive or if you're just using a hashtag to try and like get people annoyed at at the people who want Twitch to do better. Like it could be either way. Um yeah. I uh, Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for that. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Um that was like a lot of information that came out with this, obviously, because like people started going through. One of the things people def- started going through straight away was like the top earners, right? Where it's like, oh, how much does everybody earn um, on Twitch? And like, there were like, fine, whatever, it's going to happen. Like, once one person does it, everybody's going to do it. And it's like, there's a. There, there, there wasn't a not. There was a, a really depressing thing that somebody found, which is just like, hey, all of the top. What is it? What was it? It was in any saga and black girl gamers, you know, out of the top, a lot of top hundred. Think it had, it was primarily. It was uh, all white, white. straight, straight cis white dudes. Um, And it was like, you you go down to like, I think it was like before you get top 20, there was like one, one woman. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. And then people started like checking the algorithm on the front page. Like you sign where you sign out of Twitch. And then you go on the front page and you click through the streams that are like by default highlighted on the front page. And it's just like, it's all either massive brands or white dudes. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, great. So like, we also have this to deal with. Because like, it's you can a- put us on the front page for Black History Month. Well, I'll say us. You can put people on the page for Black History Month. Or you can put us on the page for like Pride Month. But like, that doesn't really help because what generally happens is because I I go into a lot of people's streams to support them when they're on the front page because I think it's great. Like I know a lot of LGBTQ plus specifically uh, streamers who have ended up on the front page for like a two hour slot. And then you go into their chat and it's just fucking carnage and it's a ton of people being very shit <laughs> because they're on the front page. And it's like, it's, it's so it's like, even that's a double-edged sword where it's like, oh, you're getting a lot of people like seeing your stream and coming into your stream. A lot of them have only come for one reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, depressing to see that it really is, but hopefully things can change it. uh, What I don't like is that it's like, what it's. It's like okay, so the, so what month is it? Ah, so it's this month. So it's Pride Month, or it's Black International History Month, uh, or uh, and everything. I'm just like, so for this month, we're gonna celebrate them. Fuck the other eleven months. Yeah, right. Uh, for this month, we're gonna celebrate Pride. Fuck the other the other eleven months. And I'm yeah. just like, what? The? <laughs> like it is, but that's how it is. No, that's how like, it no, works. Yeah, it's just like no, it's like. Pride was created. It was for for the LGBT community because of for pride and everything for for who they are and everything, and it's not for corporations to take to try and make into some police, uh, uh, 
a political or publicity stunt for themselves. And that's what they are turning it into, which is, I hate to see. I really do. Yes, I want to see all these amazing streamers to be getting, doing it in a, in a great way, but not, don't just do it for that one month just yeah. because they're celebrating for that month. you like this, these, the, 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 the pride community is not pride for just one month. And then the rest of the, yeah. the rest then, 11 months, they're straight people for that. Rest of, you then, know, and it's then we all that. just, we all just, uh, once, once, once June is over, we all just like, we all just slide back into the closet for 11 months. Like that's not how yeah. this works. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and the same goes for like for other marginalized people out there. It's just like, no, it's like, no, it's not about for just for one month or for one day or anything like that. It's, for the rest of these people's lives. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm not gonna take trying. like oh I'll take the oh shit, it's 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 uh it's July now. I better take the flag down, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> come on. How it's like it's cry it's it's a double edged sword to it because you want you want the you want them to be publicized, but you also want them to be publicized when it's not the Pride Month or the Black History Month or the other g- g- months that yeah, are right, like, the, 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 the Hispanic Month, etc. Yeah, because et cetera, we talked to Joseph about that on a podcast yeah. two weeks ago, Hispanic Heritage Month, and it's just like, like put fucking like just why don't like imagine if like like because I think part of the problem is that at the top of most of these companies are straight white cis dudes or straight white cis people who don't really understand. They just they see a thing where it's like a oh it's it's Pride Month well that means we can that means we should change our icon to a rainbow color <laughs> like yeah. Skittles Skittles still never m- blows my mind every year the only rainbow that matters this year is the Pride rainbow and they made all their fucking Skittles white and they can't seem to figure out why people are like why did you make all your Skittles white in the in the in the rainbow month <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> like that's a thing oh wow it's incredible I, I did not know that <laughs> yeah there's still packets of them like you can still see them sometimes in in shops because obviously they didn't sell them but you won't do this to me i'd like you you're my favorite sweet <laughs> i love like, them it's not malicious it's just stupid because yeah. there's no one there's no like there's no lgbtq plus person at the top of skills or whoever's making decisions for skills who can yeah. look at this decision and go this is no, no, no no don't do that but like do imagine that. like you, you look at twitch one day and it's just oh you're like you're on twitter and you see a tweet from twitch and it's in the middle of fucking november fucking random ass fucking week in november and they're just like yeah so we're gonna do a we're gonna do an lgbtq spotlight on the front page and then someone will be like, "Why?" And then Twitch just goes, "Why the fuck not?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why the fuck not? That's what we need to see, though. Yeah, that's what we need to see, though. Can't they, they need they, the worst? The thing is about it, Twitch. The, Twitch, you can do this. You are backed by one of the most powerfulest companies in the world. Unless he literally says, "No, you're not doing this." They've got a month. Do it then, or some type Days of thing. You know what I mean? Shit, what's happening on Twitch? Yeah. I don't think he can find who I don't even think he knows what Twitch is. I know. But you know, that's the thing. They they are backed by a powerful company who probably won't even give a high and hoot that you that they do this type of thing. And it's just like, yes, why don't you just do it? Okay, this November, we're not only gonna support uh the the, uh, black people, we're gonna support the pride people. And same goes for on Pride Month, we're gonna be sorting 
marginalized black people, uh, Hispanics, et cetera, et cetera. And Do it then, man. It's like every month, not once a bloody month. And these groups aren't necessarily mu <laughs> like mutually exclusive. There are yeah. there are black gay people. There are trans Hispanic people. Like yeah. you can even mix and match. Like. And and I, I love how where this conversation has gone about a massive data breach at Twitch, but hey, fuck it, let's do it. Like this is a queer as fuck podcast anyway. So like Yeah, Twitch do better, right? Hashtag Twitch do better. Like Yeah, literally. This is how you do it without breaking the rules and putting everyone's information online. Yeah. I mean <laughs> let's secure let's secure the site <laughs> so that yeah. people don't get my tax information. And, and then <laughs> let's, let's work on some other stuff. But no, it's like um, there's a there was like like a lot like as like is queer people like a lot of the times in media like that isn't made by other queer people like and this is sort of like a metaphor thing. Just go. With it. I know. I'm no. I know where I'm driving. Here. Like. Like, it was a thing with, like, The Last of Us Part 2, right? Where it's, like, last year. It was a fucking great game and that had a great trans character in it, but that was exclusively focused on trans people's pains and trauma. And it's, yeah. like, it's a great story, but it's just more... It's just, like, more... It's just, like, it... All of, like... I'm 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 not going to say all, okay? Most of, of the stories told about black people about lgbt people about other marginalized communities in media that isn't made by those people from those communities usually focuses on the trauma and like there's so much like to celebrate like about being trans about being gay about being black about being hispanic about like any about any of this stuff that always gets overlooked by the cis people, the straight people, the white people, um, and it's the same, and and it's it's a similar thing with this, where it's just like like Laura Kate Dale's book Gender Euphoria was born out of the fact that like the story, the good stories and about trans people are never celebrated, and it's like you do you do the Pride Month thing and you put your LGBTQ plus streamers on the front page for that month. And you do like maybe some educational stuff where it's like, look how shit LGBTQ people have had it in, in throughout history. Like, great. But like, can we like do some celebration stuff as well? And it, it comes back to, can we just do some stuff outside of Pride Month? Like, what if we have a Pride takeover in February? What if we celebrate black streamers in March? Like, <laughs> and you know what? All these white streamers who are like risen to the top of twitch will be fine it's not going to affect them in the slightest but you could literally like exactly. you could literally have such a massive positive impact not just on like one streamer or one stream team but like on an entire community of people that just gets to see gets to see themselves be celebrated for no reason other than they deserve to be yeah it needs to like this this crazy this this just makes no sense to me. Like it's like like it's like wait, wait, wait so they're not going to be gay for the rest of the eleven months of the year. Yeah, we just disappear. For, <laughs> they just vanished. July July first, one minute past midnight, we all turn into pumpkins again. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, much, uh... I mean, we kind of do because then we're just waiting for Halloween. But that's another story entirely. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> that yeah, but yeah, it's like yeah, like. 
we can all be doing better here in all in all aspects for this type of thing. We and we should be like, like it's a great thing that that the like uh, July isn't it for Pride. Ah, uh, June, June, because yeah. my birthday is in Pride. Awesome. Now, um, now is that I need to double check. <laughs> and then obviously you've got a like uh, it's Black History Month now, and it's just like, but the. the, the October isn't just the only month that's happened for what has amazing stories of uh, black people. Yeah. Like there's amazing stories that happened in, in the wars of of the of black people. Um, and I do mean the amazing ones. I'm not meaning the the civil wars and all like that in America and, and all the racism and everything like that. I mean true, proper great heroes. Um, and it's like, but why just October? Why not November? Why not December? july january february etc etc like, yeah, we why can we all just talking about yeah. this all the time why aren't we just talking about mm -hmm. pride all the time why aren't we just talking about hispanic people all the time why aren't we just celebrate why aren't we just celebrating each other yeah all the time because we should yeah. be yeah like there are great huge big heroes in in the past who have done amazing things but like there are great big huge heroes right now that are doing amazing things. And sometimes that amazing thing is just existing. <laughs> like that yeah. is an amazing thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like we don't take enough time to celebrate ourselves or and each other. And I feel yeah. like this podcast is veering towards being a therapy session at this point. So <laughs> it might be. It might be. So spin the rest of the stories. Let's get chilled. Let's chill that course. Let's chill. Session. I'm gonna skip this next Twitch one because we went on about Twitch for a while. Oh well, yeah. So we'll just keep going. I mean, you said chill. I mean, I've seen the show notes. I'm assuming you have as well. I have, yes, I've seen, I've seen them. California files objection to recent Activision Blizzard settlement. Says will cause irreparable harm to its legal proceedings. This is from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. He writes, California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing has filed an objection to a recent settlement between Activision Blizzard and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, claiming it would cause, quote, irreparable harm, end quote, to its ongoing legal proceedings. The settlement announced in September saw Activision Blizzard agreeing to set aside $18 million for affected employees after an EEOC investigation stemming back to 2018, found staff at the video game publisher had been sexually harassed, discriminated against for becoming pregnant, and had suffered retaliation by the company after complaining about the behavior. The EERC investigation, although long in the works, only hit headlines after a California Department of Fair Employment and Housing lawsuit sent shockwaves across the industry in July, alleging sexual harassment, discrimination, and a frat boy work culture at Activision. The fallout from the DFEH's lawsuit was immediate and significant employee walkouts, the departure of Blizzard President J. Allen Brack and other high-profile staff, further legal action, and even a separate investigation by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission followed. But now the DFEH has, filed, has formally filed objections to the recent EEOC settlement, arguing the deal would undermine its ongoing claims against Activision Blizzard. In documents shared by Axios' Stephen Tortillo, the DFEH says the EEOC settlement would cause irreparable harm to its own lawsuit if approved by the court, given that its terms would, among other things, require employees to release Activision Blizzard from claims under California state law. Quote, DFEH's pending enforcement action against defendants will be harmed by uninformed waivers by, sorry, yeah, by uninformed waivers that the proposed decree makes conditional for victims to obtain relief. 
The proposed consent decree also contains provisions sanctioning the effective destruction and or tampering of evidence critical to the DFEH's case, such as personnel files and other documents referencing sexual harassment, retaliation and discrimination, end quote. In response to the DFEH's latest action, Activision Blizzard told GamesIndustry.biz, quote, We are committed to making Activision Blizzard the most welcoming, inclusive, and safe workplace possible. Our agreement with the EEOC reflects that commitment to significant improvements in transparency, as well as making immediate compensation available to eligible employees who choose to participate. Activision Blizzard is ensuring a workplace free from discrimination, harassment, or unequal treatment of any kind. End quote. Okay, so if I'm understanding this right, basically, Cal- uh, California uh, put in an objection in to stop Activision Blizzard getting away with it. Uh, yeah, basically. That- yeah, okay, <laughs> that's what I wanted to make sure. That was a lot of words that all you said. I was thinking I was listening very contently to make sure I understood. Legalese, right? It's like lawyer speak. It's yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so obviously last week, like we spoke about, obviously Activision had come to an agreement with that 18 million, and even though we both said, okay, yes. We we all know that all of this is going to get settled without going to a court uh, and everything. Um, obviously, California are probably hoping to stop the, the Department of Fair Employment or, or Housing, or obviously wanting to stop this, um, understandably. Because um, I like we don't know lawyers, we don't know the law of well, legal laws of this type of magic mag- magnitude and everything. Especially so, in America, where we don't. Live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so to think that. Activision Agri could get literally away with it just by paying 18 bloody million. Yeah, they're basically really deplorable and disgusting. For the price, for the cool, cool, low, low price of 18 million dollars, we can make the other lawsuit disappear. Yeah, that's like wow. So, and like, 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 because we don't know the law over there, like we've already just stated, like, we didn't know this would actually this this thing would would happen type of thing like we we said oh really 18 million wow bobby Carter got bloody 100 and something last year or something like that and it means like a fire and a hurricane to this yeah, man again, it was thing. like billions of, they make billions of dollars over here yeah like 18 million yeah. yeah and um uh but yeah so i i'm rooting for the department of employment and housing you go get them stop this do not do not allow this to go through i hope it doesn't i hope in a few weeks time or days or whatever yeah, we'll hear that the, the, the junction has been stopped. The the object, la la blah I, I blah blah, so. not like that. Yeah, it's right here in this. I know there's it's, it's a lot of words in the in the story because they were doing the quotes and stuff, but it's all here in this middle paragraph. Uh, in the document shared by Axie officers Stephen Totillo, the DFEH says the EEOC settlement, blah blah blah, given that its terms would require employees to release Activision Blizzard from claims under California state laws. And that but includes the DFEH. Lost the, the yeah. DFEH lawsuit is obviously because the DFEH is part of California State. Yeah. So all the lawsuits that are against them right now basically would get shot down. Prior employees to release Activision Blizzard from claims. By yes, the employees. Yes, by the employees. By the employees. Yes. All of the all of the employees' lawsuits would be released. Mm-hmm. Um and they would go all get gagged the best of well. I bet Activision would try and get more. Probably. I mean, we do know that for an NDA. We we do know that it's illegal for for Activision Blizzard to stop employees talking to the government because essentially it's DFEHs that are talking to the government. We found that out as part of this whole thing. Um, so like they, I don't think they could ever stop them from doing that without breaking the law. 
But then, like, I, it's Activision Blizzard. Like, they break a couple of laws. Who gives a shit? They don't give a shit. I don't think the law gives a shit. Um, no. Yeah. It's another eight. Spend another $18 million. <laughs> like, yeah. just, they'll just, they'll, all, all they can do to raise $18 million is put another skin in Warzone. <laughs> That's it. That's all you do. Um. So, yeah, like, I hope this, like, I, already, I was already, like, as we talked about last on last week's podcast, so I don't want to blabber the point. I was already not hugely impressed with the eighty million dollars settlement or the terms that came with it. Where it's just like it's it's nothing. The money's nothing to them, um, and the 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 stipulations of what they have to do, like as as we understood them last week, were basically nothing. Now it's part of the terms is actually really good for Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Like it's even yeah. better than we thought it was for for Activision yeah. Blizzard. Um, so yeah, it's like get go get them. That's what, that's it. Go get them. Stop the evil company. Go. They can't keep getting away with this. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else? Speaking of an evil company, Amy, did you know it has been seventy four days since a thousand? Current and former Ubisoft employees signed an open letter to management where they have still yet to receive no response I didn't, to their key demands. I didn't. It's almost like all of your favorite content creators and streamers and journalists have stopped talking about that for some reason. But um, I would say we're, we're a far cry away from people talking about this. I was just about to say, well, I wasn't going to quote it in that type of term, but yes, you basically nailed the term. Yes, uh, this is the part of the podcast we've been doing every week, um, where we go on to the at a better Ubisoft Twitter account. Um, a better Ubisoft is a group of former and current Ubisoft employees, um, over a thousand of which signed a letter in solidarity with the Activision Blizzard walkout of July 28th, demanding that their own management take far more action to end abuse at Ubisoft and in the wider industry. The Twitter account has been posting every single day. One reason that has been given by somebody who signed the letter, a thousand days is a long time, by the way, so we can do this all day, Ubisoft. (laughs) Just, Just saying. Um, We've been reading the tweets out, the reasons out on the podcast, because I think it's right, and I don't think I think we deserve people like people shouldn't forget about this. Even if you know they announce a brand new Ghost Recon game, even if a Far Cry game comes out, I still don't think we should be forgetting about this. So, here are the reasons and the tweets from the past week. There'll be more this week because we recorded the podcast earlier last week. Number one. I was given a verbal warning for criticizing the company on social media, asking them to do better. Number two, the the senior leadership agreed without further discussion that once a POC was cast in the role of antagonist, that the protagonist shouldn't be a POC or woman because we can't have two. That's Far Cry, by the way. That's the game you've all been playing recently. Just saying. Number three. Directors were told by consultants that certain missions in Far Cry 6 were culturally problematic. No changes were made, and it was swept under the rug. Number four. Let me click this one. It's long. I've personally spoken to two women who left Ubisoft who had to deal with extremely toxic managers who were protected by the company. They were never once heard and were both denied exit interviews. Number five. 
There are still to this day extremely toxic people in upper management that are simply not held accountable and are still being protected as golden children of the company. I believe that's all of them. Ah, number six, the Paris HR VP who protected many abusers for many years is still in post. (laughs) Number seven. Sorry, I laugh. It's not funny, but sometimes you just got to laugh. Number seven, a Ubisoft HR director, HR director, told a victim, quote, it's not sexual harassment. It only happened three times, end quote. For audio listeners, I'm staring at the camera in disbelief. I'm jimming the camera, as they might say. Number eight, the generic answer to any collective claim is we take this issue very seriously, generally followed with nothing else. But Far Cry's out now, so hey, everything's good again, right? Well, well the same factor so I couldn't possibly comment no I'm just going off what I've read so that's what I'm saying I couldn't possibly comment mm-hmm. I haven't read anything mm. <laughs> that's fair I have genuine I genuinely didn't know it was coming out yeah week. because we remember we did agree that we would not I deleted it off the camera uh, off the calendar yeah, yeah. And then, so like, yeah. and then it's like object permanence. I forgot it existed until yeah. I think I saw a copy like in a shop. And then I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. literally. And I was like, oh shit, it's out. Fuck. I completely forgot. And then yeah. my Twitter lit up with all the all the people who were like, the fuck cry. And I was like, <laughs> Ubisoft. Dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not fair. Some people did, like, not everybody who's been talking about Far Cry have been ignorant of this issue. I feel like it's only fair to say. Well, say ninety percent of the buggers are. And again, it's a it's a situation. It is a situation with nuance in some aspects. Like the people who a lot of some of the people who signed this letter and gave these reasons and still work at Ubisoft probably made Far Cry Six. So it is a it isn't a black and white cut and dry situation. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. I think it's just fair to get into this a little bit. Um, the people who developed this game, the creators, not the the bosses, not the directors or anything like that, the developers, the coders, the street, the uh, the artists, the QAs, and everything. Not the person who, who said we can't game. have two people of color. <laughs> yeah, um, God damn the, it. Uh, the the people who have literally poured sweat into creating this game um i shout them out all i will always shout them out all the time for them but at the same time like just for my own morals and my own standards like like i see i understand to a certain point where people come from where people say i'm supporting developers when i buy this game okay they're still getting paid by this company guys the company cannot not stop paying them just because just a game doesn't sell or anything like that. It actually like may yeah. right, you know, might make them go, huh, maybe huh. we might have to get our house in order. We might actually be able to, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Get our shit in order in, 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 in house and we might get actually people back and everything. But until that happens, that's how it is and everything. Like I went into a friend's stream and literally I was like, 
Oh, I'm happy you enjoyed the game, blah, blah. I can't morally stay here or anything like that. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy the stream, everybody. Much love to you and everything like that. And I was, and I, 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 jumped, I, I jumped out because I can't watch it. I can't support it. And it's I hate that feeling because I love video games. Like games I probably would have tried. I would have. I would have tried. I probably would have tried Far Cry Six, even though going off what everyone says, it's basically just Far Cry. What we've already said many times and everything. Um, like I say, I'm only going off what I've read. So like you can take what I'm saying by with a pinch of salt. That's fine. But um, yeah, I just like I'm. It's just that we we want to enjoy video games, and like I'm, uh, that's all I want to do. And, and we do. Well, we we enjoy yeah. many video games. Yeah. I think I bit the inside of my lip. <laughs> Can I blame that on Ubisoft? Yeah, go for it. Okay, damn you, Ubisoft! Man, it's gonna be annoying for the next two days. God damn it! Oh well. Next team story. Square Enix backtracks on cosmetics only pledge for Avengers microtransactions. This is from Danielle Partis over at GamesIndustry.biz. You know what? Shout out to Danielle Partis. She's really cool. You should follow her on Twitter. She writes really cool stories for GamesIndustry.biz. But she wrote this one. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have added game-enhancing microtransactions to Marvel's Avengers title. Following previous concept, the game would only include paid boosts for cosmetic items. The game was added to Xbox Game Pass last week and now offers the option of purchasable consumables with real money, which include XP boosts and other ways for players to speed up their progress as per BGC. Speaking to GamesIndustry.biz in 2019, Crystal Dynamics studio head Scott Amos said that Avengers would have a range of character customization options, some of which will be monetized, but also said that microtransactions in the game would be restricted to cosmetics. Quote, The idea from the beginning is what we want you to be able to customize your hero how they look, how they play, the gear they have, and how they use it, said Amos at the time. Your Black Widow could be very different to my Black Widow. Just a little, maybe a lot, depending on what you favor and how you unlock things. In terms of how we monetize, we'll have cosmetics, no gameplay walls, end quote. The company kept its word on this decision in a 2020 blog post, which said, quote, We've committed that content purchasable with real money in Marvel's Avengers will be aesthetic-only additions, which will ensure we can keep the game fresh for years to come, end quote. A later blog post, shared in March 2021, said that the XP needed to level up in the game was set to be increased as the previous leveling system led to, quote, pacing issues, end quote. I'm pretty sure you brought that up, Amy, or one time. We did. We talked about, we talked about yeah. both of these new stories, but I don't know if you are on the podcast when we did the first, the very first one in 2019. Um, don't think so. The pacing issues one, we had a good laugh at, because it was ridiculous. It was a bald-faced, yeah. ridiculous thing to say. Where it was like, well, you know, like, because if you remember the, the, the meat of it was they were increasing the amount of XP you needed to level up at, yeah. at higher levels because mm -hmm. they didn't want players to become overwhelmed <laughs> by the amount of stuff that they were unlocking. Which is like, one, I've played video games with RPG progression before. Most people who play Avengers have. I'm pretty sure I can cope. <laughs> like, you know, pretty sure, sure I can cope with it. Um, That's true. And two, I can't remember because one made me laugh so much there, I, I forgot it, but I'm sure it was really good, whatever it was. There's there's dominoes that have fallen to get to this point with the the the, the microtransactions for 
for for like XP boosts and 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 stuff like that, which just make this fucking disgusting. I'm just gonna say it right now. Like under normal circumstances, this would have been pretty bad. But yeah. the specific the specific things that have happened in in Avengers' past leading up to this thing happening makes this really fucking scummy. Like, let's take the fact that the, in March they increased the, the amount of XP you need to level up. And now in October, they're reducing XP boosts that you buy with real money. That's pretty fucking scummy. Square? <laughs> that, that's very, very scummy. It's funny when, when we're talking about this, that that's in Game Pass and apparently it's getting a lot of play playtime time right now. Let's talk about that. <laughs> like, the game has been on its ass <clears throat> since last... I think it's fair to say since last September. Since launch. Since yeah. launch, yeah. Like, it had a bit of a thing at launch. I played the shit out of it at launch and then dropped it because there really wasn't well, anything to do. Um, yeah. And and now it's it's in Game Pass. It's having a resurgence. We'll just drop these microtransactions in here now when there's a bunch of new players who are now having to deal with, like, the more difficult XP progression. <laughs> I think that's pretty fucking, pretty fucking scummy, Square. Yep, <laughs> to win. Basically, yeah. that's what it is. Square, it's pay to win. Like, um, that, that this is that. So, I don't agree with this. I think it's just coming in everything what you say, but I can see why they've done this because, like, they've like what lost. What was it? What we what we talked about? Like thirty? No, not about all the players. I just mean in money in general. Like thirty million, fifty million, oh, wasn't we it that, that we talked about? Time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we lost tens of millions of dollars on a game yeah so i can literally see why they're doing this and they're just like we gotta somehow try and bring I... bank back to this game i don't agree with it and i think it's disgusting and scummy but i do see understand why they're doing it i don't know <clears throat> uh, it's hard to judge because it depends how many people who are getting back into the game now but it's also it depends oh. on how much microsoft bought them bought to get it in Game Pass. Yes. I imagine it wasn't very expensive. Probably. I imagine it was Square who wanted it in Game Pass after Outriders launch, not necessarily Microsoft begging for Avengers to be in Game Pass. Mm -hmm. That's okay. speculation on my part. That might not be true. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, get, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? If Avengers was still the game it was in September, purchasable cosmetics only... And then they, and then they, there was no, they were, they didn't fuck around with the XP progression. I would have read this new story further down the podcast, rolled my eyes, and just gone, yeah, this is, this is why I don't play live service games <laughs> because of bullshit That's like this. Well. Yeah, but there's, it's the three, it's the, it's the triple threat that's really fucking got under my skin, right? As somebody who, and I'm just gonna say this, you know, and you know, I'm not bullshitting. Because you remember I actually enjoyed the game when it came out. So it went into Game Pass and thought to myself, I could pick that game up again. I could, because there's been expansions and characters added since I last played it. And I was like, it's in Game Pass now. I could pick that game up again and do the stuff yeah. that I haven't done. But the triple threat of it's gone into Game Pass, they've made it harder to level up. And then they've added XP boosts for real yeah. money. Yeah. Really gets under my skin. Yeah, I can understand that. 
Like, this isn't just a roll my eyes and go a fucking capitalism situation. This is a you fucking assholes. I completely understand where you're coming from and I even agree with it. So, no, I won't be downloading it via Xbox Game Pass to play through it again. Like, I haven't even touched... I've never touched the game. Like, I like I rented it, but I even installed it and we were going to play it. Then you literally told me, oh, for us to play, you have to basically finish the story. And I was like... Yeah, the story nope. wasn't cooperable. Nope. Co-op- cooperable. Yeah. And he yeah. said, no, I'm not doing that. And I went, fair, because yeah. it's like 10 to 15 hours before we can even yeah. play it together. And then we'd be playing the bit you didn't want to play anyway if we were playing it together. Like, the whole point was we would play the campaign together because that's the bit that you wanted to play. Yeah. Whereas I yeah. would have been fine doing the other stuff and and yeah. waiting and doing the story content and it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I get yeah. it. You've never you never played it, which is totally yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like the, the like I'm still waiting for a a live service game to grab me. Like we had like there's been it like I'm not a big live service game person. I'm not a great great battle royale person. But like battle royale, like Apex grabbed me last year. It grabbed me. Uh, yeah, well, neither of us have played it for months and everything, but like we, yeah, we, we got on. really it's natural, it, right? Yeah. Like we play yeah. Phasmo and we play Among Us and we play Fall Guys yeah. now. Yeah, and we might so... play Back for Blood or Halo Infinite or yeah, you know what I mean. Like other games will will grab us at some point in the future, and maybe then we'll put yeah. we'll put Fall Guys or Phasmo on the back burner, like for a bit yeah. while we play Halo or whatever comes out in twenty twenty two that might just fucking grab us by the face but i know what you mean like in terms of like that persistent that destiny style game that avengers style game like i've had them grab me in the beginning really really hard like destiny 2 i played that game for like two months with uh, with keith and our friend mark fucking religiously <laughs> to the point where we did a we did a charity stream where we were playing destiny 2 and i literally as part of the charity stream logged into destiny 2 because i had to do all my weekly stuff and I was like, I gotta do this because it's the last day for it. So I'm gonna do this on the charity stream, and I did it. Gotta do it. Um, yeah. Like Overwatch, we played Overwatch a lot. And like you know, like yeah. I, there there are games, but that type of game, like the Destiny style, the Avengers style, seemed to grab me initially, and then I fall off of them really hard. Um, as hard as I fell into them, so yeah, I'm still also kind of waiting for that one to just be the one that I keep going back to. Um, yeah. I think there needs to be like a fundamental shift in how end game works in those games. Um, in terms of like, I get it. You can't make infinite content like on a weekly basis. Yeah. But like, at the same time, it can't be months where I'm just be expected to do the same few things over and over again. <laughs> For me That's personally. Yeah. So like, until like a game developer solves that <laughs> in a in a in a in a live service game, I don't think any live service game that isn't like an arena shooter or a battle royale. Or something like that is gonna is gonna have my attention for all that long. Like Phasmophobia like, has event- my attention because it's just fun to play with friends. Yeah, same like with Among Us and everything. Yeah, Among Us is just a social thing. It's it's a fucking chat room at this point. Yeah, basically. We, we, we're we're just as invested in hanging out as we are in playing the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, true. But I didn't have anyone to hang out with playing Avengers. Yeah. And like and when with, they make it hard for you to do that, so. yeah. And it's like with Destiny, and then they're making the game harder and harder and worse and worse as time goes on. It's like, well, okay, and you're not adding any new content. Like we got like two hours of content not that long after launch, and then we had to wait months for another two hours of content. And it was like, you know what? 
this isn't worth my time investment to keep beating up the same two bosses. <laughs> How crazy is that oh, the man. next content drop is coming in ads for PlayStation only? Yeah, I don't get that. Like, I've never well, understood that. I get the licensing deal and I get the money behind yeah. it and the contracts and why it all worked, but it's like, you, you what? Like, as an Xbox player, it's like, so I'm just expected to sit with the old content while there's new content available on another platform. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Like live service games. I think live service games would grab me a lot more if they were designed to be dipped in and out of. Because they try to design things like Destiny and Avengers. They try to design them around you ha- like you have to be in them all the time. Yeah. Like, like No Man's Sky is a fucking perfect example, right? I play that game once or twice a year for, like, a week or two weeks. Yeah. But, like, I fucking smash it. Like, when I got my PS5, one of the first things I... One of the first games I played was No Man's Sky for, like, a week and a half nonstop. Like, but I don't... It doesn't... I'm not at a disadvantage. Like... When I take six months off, and then yeah. I come back to it, and all the sh- all the shit's still there, like the base I was built, the base I've been building is still there, right? So then yeah. I can just pick it up and like play it for another couple of weeks or whatever. Like that's the kind of life service game that I think is going to appeal to me. That's true. So make get make that in Destiny Three. <laughs> And you'll probably, and as somebody who really fucking loved Destiny 2, you'll probably get me in because I tried to do that with Destiny 2. You were there because you decided oh, to come along for the ride and neither one of us had a fucking clue what was going on. Yeah. And like, I played that game up. for like 200 hours. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, well, okay, what, what, wait, what? This is not how it starts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then deleting another campaign. Like the Forsaken campaign is being deleted next year. And I was looking at it going, what the fuck? Like, it's an old campaign. Probably not a lot of people are playing it, but like I would have just assumed, like if you have a story <laughs> that runs through your your game, you've been deleting it. Like the the main campaign that ship with Destiny Two, which was fucking great, and it was one of the things I praised really heavily about the game when it first came out, is gone. <laughs> like it's been gone for a while. You can't play that. And the two DLCs that came out after it, you can't play those either. And now, like, the first paid expansion that came out, I think it was the first paid expansion that came out, you like, you can't, you won't be able to play that again. Yeah. And they're adding new content as they're cycling the old content out, but it's like, why? <laughs> mm. Oh, we don't want it to be huge on your hard drive. Oh, we have to update the content every time we update the game. It's like, yes, but you committed to making this kind of game. So, like, <laughs> this isn't a solution to the problem. This is just shuffling the problem around. and Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. They they should really just give the... the they should leave it all in, but just give the option for people, players to choose which store they want installed. Modular installation. I don't know if yeah. that would... I don't, like, I don't know if that would work around a game developer. But it sounds like an idea that might... Maybe they tried to explore and didn't didn't work. Maybe they didn't try to explore it, in which case you should have done. I don't know how Destiny 2 works as a video game because I'm not... I don't know how video game development works. So I don't want to say it would have been easy. But it, that sounds like a really good idea. 
I'd be, I'd be very surprised that they haven't thought about it. So, but it just sucks that a new expansion comes out and and you, you lose access to like old stuff. But I guess for them, it's like, but were enough people, people playing it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, like, well, it's not just that. And my thing is, it's like the hardcores who are literally in Destiny, they've played it, they've done it, they've already got it all done, what they need to do in it, and now they're probably now waiting to allow that to go out for it to now move on to the next thing and that's what basically it's basically for the hardcores now destiny is for the hardcore destiny fans just like that's wow is for right, the hardcore yeah. destiny fans and like final fantasy 14 is for the hardcore De- final fantasy 14 fans well, so it's like that's what i think it's all about now so. i think and i don't i don't play final fantasy 14 but i've always had the urge to um like i think final fantasy 14 does a good job of this because it's like the polar opposite of Destiny too, where it's like you've heard. I've heard so many people say it's a it's the it's a copy paste meme at this point, where it's just like Final Fantasy fourteen is available as a free trial up to level sixty, including the first expansion, Heavensward, where it's like you can start from the beginning of that game and work your way through the entire story. Yeah, like and part and a huge portion of that opening part is free. Like, because it's a subscription MMO, right? But you can play so yeah. much of that game for, for like the price of nothing. Like, I really like that approach. Um, obviously, Destiny Two is a free-to-play game, so slightly different um, economics. But it, I don't know, it annoys me. Like that, it annoys me a bit that Destiny Two is only for the hard. Because you're right, it is. It can only only be for the hard cause. Because I see those trailers every fucking time they release an expansion, and I'm like, I'm reminded of how but much I, I like that game. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then every time I try to jump into it, I'm like, I have no idea what's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. even know where to go or what to do. Because like yeah. they just drop like all of the new quest stuff into your quest log, and you go, oh, I'll go to the moon and do this thing. Oh, it's like, I'm like s- significantly underpowered for this, and I just got one shot. Well, where the fuck am I supposed? supposed to go to do the yeah. thing it took me ages yeah. to figure out where i was supposed to go to not die <laughs> it's very all over the place like i'm only going off what like what you and me tried to go back into and i was just like i was so confused well you yeah and you had the, the advantage game. of me having figured out where we could go without getting killed <laughs> yeah yeah and i was just like all right i'm just gonna stick to you like a like crap on a stick and i'm not gonna let go like i think <laughs> If you would have if you would have been with us at the beginning when we played Destiny Two when it came out, yeah. you would have enjoyed it. I don't think you would have stuck with it as long as the three yeah, of us did, because like yeah. we were just doing like the 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 dungeons. I can't remember what they're called now. We were doing like the Nightfall dungeons, yeah. um, every week, and having fun with it. Like we were in it because we loved the gameplay. But I feel like if you played, <clears throat> if you experienced the campaign properly the way it was when it came out you would have liked the campaign Moody. you would have enjoyed the story i think you would have enjoyed the law i think you would have enjoyed the world like i think you would have enjoyed all of the levels like playing through the strikes they're called strikes playing through the strikes once to get the the story and 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 like the the levels and stuff i think you would have really enjoyed all of that but like you can't experience the game in that way anymore <laughs> and that yeah. really fucking sucks yeah you really can't, and it's a shame. It's a shame. I think it's interesting how we started talking about Avengers because that was the story. We well, because Avengers is just so fucking bland <laughs> <laughs> that you end up talking about other games instead. <laughs> yeah. 
like Blessed. other better games. I'm sorry. It still blows my mind that Avengers is one of the biggest entertainment IPs on the planet and the game is so fucking forgettable that nobody really talks about it anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking wild. When this game was but, leading up to release, we all thought this is going to be the biggest fucking game. <laughs> Just for Hormat's IP alone, yeah, yeah, it was like... Like even like the people who really like it, like they're just like, yeah, but we understand why the people don't like it. I'm just like, that's not a good thing, guys. I can understand. I respect that you enjoy it, but you don't want to be saying, but I understand why people don't enjoy it. I'm just like, no, you want to hear, but this is fantastic. The it's not even like a, it's, and we'll get it. The, uh, this is foreshadowing as well. It's not even like a Dark Souls type thing where I play it and I love it, but I get why yeah. people like you don't like it. The Avengers argument is I play it and I love it, but I get why the majority of people think this is bad. Not don't like it, not don't vibe with it. Think this is a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some great things to this, to Avengers. Sandra yeah. Sard's performances as Kamala Khan is a highlight of 2020 for me. <laughs> like, and this is all how of them, it is. All but... of the performances, actually. That, yeah. that entire cast fucking killed it. But that's the worst thing about it is that. For a lot of people, that's the first time people are going to see Kamala Khan, and she's got a show coming out soon, which will probably completely make everyone forget about the Avengers game even more. I hope so because they're going to fall and they're going to fall in love with hopefully this new Kamala Khan, which I am rooting for as well. But it's unfair on the person who put so much hard work into the performance of the person who played Kamala Khan in Avengers. Absolutely. When you say she was fantastic, she I was fantastic. And you had yeah. Nolan North and Troy Baker as uh, Tony Stark and, and Bruce Banner. They were fantastic. Yeah. Like, you had... Um, was it... Laura we, Bailey? Laura Bailey. Thank you. She was, well, she was uh, Black Widow, wasn't she? She was Black Widow. She was fantastic. You had Travis yeah. Willingham as Thor. He was fucking perfect. Like the cast was great, the yeah. the story was fine. Like people, I, I, like people seem to expect like high, like the height of drama from superhero stuff, and it can do that. But most of the time, it's not trying to do that. It's about get good guys punching bad guys, um, which is fine. <laughs> like for superhero stories, right? Like they don't all need to be fucking really deep, um. And it was just an enjoyable, entertaining experience with some great characters that had some fantastic moments. And all of that is forgotten because the rest of the, the game around it. Like they just released Black Panther. Yeah, I've War for Wakanda. I've heard nothing about no that. No one is talking about War for Wakanda. Yeah. It's wild. Everyone was calling for him to be in it. Not a single person's talking about him. Yeah. And it just tells even more, which is an absolute shame. It is a, it is a crying shame, maybe, you might say. Let's move on. Let's move on. I feel like I could just dissect the event. Maybe I will one day do a video dissecting what went wrong with Avengers. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> I kind of have a habit of doing videos like that. You do, you do, you do. If you ever see me do a long retrospective, of Fallout 3. Send help. I need help. <laughs> I've gone too far. <laughs> That's the one. You know how like people who create like TV shows and stuff always say, if we ever do this storyline, we've run out of ideas. Or like we need to be stopped. 
Like, if I ever do a Fallout 3 retrospective, that's the line. I need to be stopped. <laughs> Someone needs to do an intervention. I'm just, I'm throwing that out there now. <laughs> Thank God there's hundreds of thousands of thousands of thousands of games for you to go through before you have to get the Fallout 3. It's right there in my go. library. I see it all the time. I'm like, <laughs> you. Everybody likes you, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I think the game would break you if you replayed it because you would have to replay it. And oh, I think you thing, would yeah. yeah, it'll break you. I think you wouldn't come back the same. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this would be my cry for help. Like, you basically would be Robin getting thrown out of a helicopter by your father into the wild and picked up a week later. How are you? I, I, I had I had to fight a wolf for for a piece of meat or something. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you just hear the wolf, and she's like, <laughs> it's like, oh god, what's yep. happened? Four out of three happened. <laughs> Fallout 3. Okay. Let's move on. Now we can move on. You get that, that reference. You are awesome. You're awesome. Now, now that I've set that boundary that you know where the line is. You know where to stop me. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> MechWarrior Online Maker renames trans, right te- trans rights team then reverses decision. This is from Daniel Partis over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes, Piranha Games developer of MMO MechWarrior Online has apologized to players after renaming two in-game, te- in-game teams with trans in the title. In a blog post, Piranha Live Ops manager Matt Newman explained that the company has stepped back from that decision and reversed the changes it made. He also added that there is, quote, zero bigotry or ill will toward the trans community from Piranha Games, myself, or the customer support team. Our actions obviously hurt and offended people. I apologize. We will do better. With the understanding that trans rights is not a political issue, we will allow the team to use either of their original choices as their team name. Additionally, we will be reversing any moderation actions taken in connection with this moderation, end quote. The studio initially renamed the two groups named KDCMV, that might be a five, I'm not sure, Trans Rights, and KCDM, it's definitely a five, KDCM6 Trans Fights, according to a Reddit thread shared last Friday by Dalpa, Dalpaca Girl, Dalpaca, I get it, Dalpaca Girl, yeah, took me a sec, good name a member of one of the aforementioned teams. The squads were named to express support for transgender players in the community. In an email to one of the team leaders, Piranha said that while the company forbids intolerance, MechWire Online is, quote, not an appropriate environment for real-life political discussions, end quote, hence the name changes. I don't know know a voice there. That was weird. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alongside the team name changes, Da'al Palkagil also received a 48-hour suspension from MechWarrior Online following reports the company had received about, quote, in-game conduct concerning actions that are viewed as detrimental to other players and the general gameplay experience, end quote. The company later clarified the ban pertained to Da'al Palkagil frequently typing trans rights into the game's chat function. Piranha co-founder Russ Bullock also explained <coughs> via Twitter that the word trans, among other words, is excluded from the game's EUL8 in order to combat trolls. Quote, Sucks that bad trolls who have spent significant resources dealing with <coughs> are out there. Everyone remembers some of the past large examples. It's fine to be disappointed and with PGI could have somehow found a way through this 
tough situation, but it's disingenuous to immediately call PGI anti-trans, etc. Unfortunately, bad apples create situations that limit choice for the larger group, end quote. Yeah, fuck you, <laughs> to be perfectly frank, on that last quote. Um, <laughs> oh, it sucks that the bad apples have ruined it, like, don't want to look at this like do you just let the ah. i'm broke you you got me <laughs> just <laughs> my brain broke i will trans rights shouldn't be a It shouldn't be a political issue, but it's turned into a political issue because at the end of the day, trans people should are people and should be allowed us to have normal, decent, decent rights as a normal person. <sighs> because you trans people are amazing people, aka you, Amy. Oh. Uh, I want to shout you out there for that. People turn everything political, and that's what it is. And I'm just going to say this to the, the who's the developer Piranha Games. Piranha Games. You have a seriously portion. I'm going to say portion. I'm going to be nice when I say this. A portion of your community who is incredibly a bigotry, a big uh, is bigotry and anti-trans, and has called you out so much and blasted you so much for doing a. Kind of a good thing, a good thing, man. Like, like what we were talking about just earlier about like the Pride Month. It should be, it's not just one month; it's every month. It's like, just like exclude. You're excluding for people who, who are probably fans of your games, and now you've literally just basically said you cannot be part of our games because a proportion of our community uh, don't like you. And I'm just like, what? Well, well, you either stand with exclusivity uh, and inclusion and everything or you just don't and if you don't you you go you leave go away i don't like this i um i, I hate this it's disgusting it's just wrong and it's just the i it's difficult it. for me because i don't want no, to say fine. things in the right in thing again. At all. yeah um so I can take the I, I whoop, hold on. Um it's not a bat on, but I, oh thanks Mooney. I'll take the bat on. Um <laughs> that was just for you. Um <laughs> <ugh>. No <laughs> I um like I can understand why the word trans would end up in their auto moderation tools because people suck. And a lot of people yeah. who suck will also play video games and suck while playing video games. This yeah, much is yeah. a fact. Source any other fucking podcast we've done for the last two years. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, when you do that, because then you go down, right? So it, you think, it's an auto-moderator. It caught the, the word trans and the auto moderator can't pass whether it's good or bad, so it just goes, uh, and it goes, no. I could understand that. I, I still think that you should then have someone who goes through and checks to make sure it's not picking up good things rather than 
an alpaca girl having to do it do it themselves on on the forums and highlight this because remember they also got banned in game um for try trying yeah. trans rights in chat um the part where I say fuck you the end part no I mean the end part yeah sure but like it's I'm scrolling through the this story because I'm looking for the the bit. The word trans is excluded from the game's EULA, which yeah. means it's not an auto-moderator thing. They made a decision to exclude the word trans from their game. <laughs> so that just makes you raise your eyebrows even more. So, like, why, as a trans person, would I feel welcome or comfortable playing your game? Because you just erased my identity in your end-user license agreement. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I always say it. Me being trans is one of the most boring parts of my life. Like, I am so much more than just being a trans person, right? But, like, at the same time, like, that is a huge... That is a huge part of my identity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and if you're going to erase that, when I face so much badness in the rest of the world, yeah. how do you expect me to react to that? I'm talking in a Piranha Games at this point, obviously not you, really. Like, yeah, how do you expect me to react to that? Holy crap! You took, you took, you just took my identity and just decided it it shouldn't be in your game because some people are mean. Guess fucking what, Piranha? Everybody's mean to me. Have you read a UK newspaper recently? Have you listened to the UK government? And we're not even the worst country in the world on this shit. Like, I'm supposed to just be able to play a game <laughs> in peace. It's one of the few places I can do the thing in peace and not have to worry about be getting shit upon from on high. Yeah. But apparently, in your game, as per your end-user license agreement, that I have to accept when I download your game to play it, that's not the case. Hence why my initial reaction, while my brain was overloading, was fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... Crap, man. When you see things like this, you just go, "What the hell, man!" Like you, you've literally given it. Yeah, the, the, the developer not only to take the, the, the just put the that's just just for one second, just pull put aside the what you just said that the, they excluded the trans word in general. It's just like you've they gave in to bigotry, they gave in to hate, to to stop these the, the stop the the KGC M five and six trans rights and fights. Uh, thing in, in and then they've cut like, and then they got rid of the word trans, and it's just like, what the hell, man? That 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 just makes me just go, what I want to, what is your develop? What's your bosses? Who you who are the bosses here? Who are the developers? Who's in charge there? Because that's kind of, kind of. I have a guess as to who these bosses, <laughs> what these bosses. Let's just say what these bosses look like. <laughs> But it's like it's a it's a questionable thing. Like it's just like it just then raises my eyebrows to you. It's like to this developer thing. And are you are you a bigot? Is the developer a bigot? I mean, and I'm it, sure it, not it everybody is there no, is. No, I'm no, sure, yeah, not. you know, yeah. It's like, but then I go then, but then you go to the then you go ask the people the thing. It's like, how could you work with a developer? I know it's money. You, you got to do your job and everything like that, but. 
it's like can't you raise these things up with them and say yo you've just took done something thing that i'm supporting type of thing and it's like Whoa. but then like they probably just do a ubisoft thing and put you in another department and eventually sack you um but um i don't know uh yeah i, I should i will preface this like I suppose preface is the wrong way because been talking about it, but I will I will add to this conversation. Obviously, I don't play Mech Warrior online. Like it's not the game for me. Whatever. Like that that has no bearing on anything. I just I was just like my opinion or anything. I'm just pointing out that I am not actually a player of 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 the game. Um, but wow, wow. <laughs> I'd already read this story obviously <clears throat> before we we did the podcast and like I don't know like reading it out loud to you and then obviously being in a podcast setting it was like oh i i i'm having i'm having the reaction now like i'm having the like i'm reacting to it now not like two days ago whenever it was i read it it's like oh yeah oh i'm mad okay okay i didn't know that <laughs> cool let's go with it <laughs> yeah it's a it's a crap situation like crap yeah like thanks corona like you just completely decided to Say fuck you to me to my face. At least he said it to my face. Yeah. <laughs> Guess there's that. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, saying that everybody says it to my face. Um, let's move on. Yes, Saints Row players will be able to create a character anywhere on the gender spectrum. This is from Rhiannon Bevan over at the Gamer, who writes. Despite being a reboot, the new Saints Row game is drawing a lot of inspiration from its predecessors. Now we know that its character creator will be no exception, as it's set to get the gender spectrum feature from Saints Row 2, allowing players to create a boss whose appearance is not limited by their chosen gender. In practice, this means that no character customization option is gated behind gender. Hairstyles, facial hair, build, everything is on the cards for everyone. Not only that, but the news also suggests that the wilder aspects of Saints Row's 3's 3 and 4's character creators will return, potentially making this the most creative game in the series yet. Saints Row 2 is often lauded for allowing players to make their boss look however they desire, regardless of whether they are a man or a woman. Some were disappointed when the feature was dropped in the 3rd and 4th installment, especially since the customization options were otherwise expanded. The news that it is finally returning comes from Game Informer's digital subscription piece on the new Saints Row via a screenshot shared on Reddit. The news has been positively received by fans who appear to be looking forward to creating an all-new boss with what is hopefully the most advanced character creator in the series. Cool. This is I, cool. I never played Saints Row 2, so I didn't know this was a thing. But yeah. this is a cool thing. And, like, <laughs> it really puts in perspective, like, how do I put this? The cyberpunks of the world who would do this and be like and make a big deal out of it, but do it really badly. Because it really puts in perspective that Saints Row 2, again, I'm pretty sure there's more than a decade old, did this like apparently yeah. perfectly. Or like as close to perfect as I imagine you could do it in like the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. This is something that I think if when it comes to a, a way you get to create your own character, everything should come into basically to be the norm in any type yeah. of game. It's... Basically, if if unless it's like a story based game and the character's been built to be a certain to be a certain person, like say like The Last of Us, like the yeah, Naughty like, Dogs and yeah. all like that, Aloy I don't and Horizon, mind, yeah. Link in yeah. Brain and Zelda, like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think that, that that's completely understandable how they want to go with that. But when it comes to these character creations that you're creating, you should be allowed to make them however the hell you want. Yeah. If you want them to run around completely stark naked with a pan on their head, you allow them to do that 
doesn't make a bloody difference. Like I don't really care. Sounds like a sad sort of thing. I went for the craziest thing in my head. I was like, naked, pat on the head. That sounds like, that's, that sounds like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's even more. Yeah, with the dildo bat in one hand. Well, I never played two. Uh, <laughs> I loved three and four. I'm just going to put that yeah. out there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, this is a, this sounds fantastic. I'm, um, even yeah. though, like, the, the reveal of this game didn't blow me away or anything like that, like, just because I'm not, Sato's never really worked for me or anything like that, like, I'm going to be giving this a try when it comes out next year. So, like, it's going to be fun just to see how bonkers I could possibly I, go here. I've loved, so. I, like I said, I've loved three. I've loved four. I loved Get Out of Hell, which was a musical. I think people don't talk enough about Get Out of Hell. Like, it was a standalone DLC, which was only like three hours long or something. But it was a, it yeah. was a musical, and the and and the antagonist was the devil. Why don't people talk more about this game? It's fucking brilliant. But that sounds brilliant. I'm not. It lie. is brilliant, and you have access to it via Steam Share because I own it on Steam. Um, just saying. Wait, probably never gonna touch it. It's like three <laughs> hours long. I'll I'll tell you what. I'll stream it one day for you, Moody. Just you for you. That. You, you we'll that. figure out when you're free to watch an entire stream, and I'll stream the shit out of it because I think it does not get the credit it deserves. But anyway, back to Christmas the Saints Row Five or Saints Row reboot, like and character creators in general, because like. You know how I always preface when we talk about game development with most of what I know about game development I learned from Noclip, which is I don't know that much about game development other than it's really fucking difficult. So I never say anything is easy. I'm going to be that person and say that like making an inclusive character creator is like piss. <laughs> it's so easy because all you have to do is get all of your options, right? And put them in one thing. And you, you you turn off the bit where you pick male or female. That's it. That's it. But that's all you have to do. <laughs> and then people just create whatever character creator they want. And you can have presets, masculine and feminine presets for people who just want to. Because like I do it in Mass Effect. I just pick the default femship <laughs> because I don't want to be in the character creator. I just want to play the game, right? So I'm like, appearance, whatever, default, that'll do. But like, it's so simple. And so many people who try to do this, so many developers who try to do this, don't do it well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they make a big song and dance about it. But then, like, you get like to the cyberpunk issue where it's like we're going to make let people make trans characters, but then we're going to tie their gender to the voice. No, but there's a very easy solution to that. Don't do that bit. That one bit. That one bit that you just did. <laughs> don't do that bit. Let people pick whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's like, yeah. whatever. Who cares? I've always this yeah. is the thing about trans rights in general. Who the fuck gives a shit? Like <laughs> someone's out there being non-binary or trans. Why does it matter to you? <laughs> and that goes like doubly in a video game. Saints Row is a single player video game. <laughs> why the fuck would it get anyone mad? Like whatever character anyone makes, why does it matter to somebody else? Hell yeah. Also, Saints Row is cool. I really like it. And I like this. And this just makes me more excited to play the game. <laughs> I won't lie. It makes me go, hmm. hmm. I think I could squeeze her in after Pokemon in January. <laughs> I mean, I'd say it's coming out at a busy period, but I feel like that's going to be a meme in 2022. <laughs> I feel like the whole year is just yeah. a busy period. Yeah. I think we get the first couple of weeks off. <laughs> and then yeah, we get, like we, we get. get we yeah, get the first Elden two Ring. weeks of January off, and then it's Elden Ring, and then a week after that, it's Pokemon. And speaking oh, yeah. of Elden Ring, 
<laughs> see that, mate? If you see that, didn't you? You were waiting for me to say that, weren't you? <laughs> Speaking of Elden Ring, Elden Ring creators hope it will broaden the fan base. This is, uh, uh, sorry, I didn't read the full headline. Elden Ring creators hope it will broaden the fan base of the Dark Souls series. This is from Vlad Masanko over at The Gamer, who writes, Elden Ring is expected to be one of the most ambitious titles by From Software yet. And the additions of open world and horseback riding are only a few of the many exciting new features. With the new setting and gameplay mechanics, the title should please millions of players and appeal to a wider audience compared to the studio's previous work. Hervé Hort, Senior Vice President of Digital Marketing and Content of Bandai Namco Europe, spoke about the expectations of the upcoming title in a new interview with GamesIndustry.biz. Hort believes that developers, quote, went from a very competitive niche audience with Dark Souls to something that went really broad throughout the series, end quote. Both Sekiro Shadows Die Twice and Bloodborne already weren't far from mainstream, but the idea for Elden Ring is to bring an even bigger audience. Quote, It is super big for us. It is super big for From Software. We are working very closely with Japan. We have three people dedicated to the franchise over here across Europe, end quote. These three people are entirely busy with the game's marketing, which is a first for Bandai Namco. Sekiro surpassed 5 million units sold worldwide a year ago, presumably approaching 6 million copies by now. It follows that Elden Ring will sell even more. Quote, From Software and Bandai Namco has this desire to broaden the fanbase, so we have big ambitions. We want to bring something fun and unique that will please millions of people. End quote. In addition, the senior vice president believes the most important thing with Elden Ring is to satisfy a lot of players with the game's scope and quality. Now, Moody, easy mode. Huh? Give me a fucking easy mode and I will play this fucking game. Say, now, Moody, you're wondering why uh, I put this in here. <laughs> I know why you put this in, Amy. I know why you put this in. You put in an easy mode uh, so from software, you will have me and I will give this game a try. Heck, I'll say this right now, Amy. I will stream this bugger on my Xbox Series X, the Halo edition, which I get in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, I'm so <laughs> You're be playing Halo on an Xbox Series X, and I'm going to be playing Halo on an Xbox One. I'm the Halo hey. fan. That's not fair. Microsoft, <laughs> can you please fix this? Send me his Xbox. I'm not asking you to send Wait, me... I'm not asking you to send me a free Xbox because I know I'm not like a big content creator, but like if you could just accidentally send his Xbox Series X to my house, you can find my address in the Twitch leak. It's fine. Like, <laughs> just do that. Just send me his his Xbox. I'll give it to him. Once I've played a bit of Halo, I'll give him his Xbox. I'm not, I'm not suggesting, you know, we conspire for me to steal his Xbox. But if you could send me his Xbox, that would be nice. Thank you very much. Anyway, yeah, I put this in here because I was like, well, there's one really easy way to broaden this, the fan base of, of Elden Ring. It will. If they want it, but sell modern Sirico. Sekiro. Here's the Sekiro. thing. They will with an easy mode because it'll make it so much more accessible for people and you make it things more accessible for people that's more of an audience everybody who's heard about how amazing dark souls and bloodborne and Sekiro is from people yeah. like me will be like i can try this one and amy won't fucking shut up about it she made two she made two fucking videos about dark souls games and now yeah. i'll finally be able to play a fucking one and say hi hey, you were right now shut the fuck up like that's exactly how that discourse would go yes <laughs> it would it probably seriously would like, that's the craziest thing about it. Like, 
all idiots. I'm, I'm just gonna say, all idiots to say, oh, we don't need to uh, just get good at video games. No, it's not about the getting good at video games. Sometimes people just have limitations who cannot do it. Stop being a bell end and just allow this to happen. Like people don't have. To... You know what? Right. It took me. Hmm, let's think. I mean, it took me years to get good at, at Dark Souls S game. It was Bloodborne, but it took me. I'd say about three or four hours to get into Dark Souls 3, because I played that earlier this year and I did the retrospective for it. I'd say it was about three or four hours I played Dark Souls 3 before I got going. I want to say I got good, before I got going and I was starting to like get a grip for it. And I could play entire games in that time. Like, And I don't begrudge someone being like three or four hours like... You want me to play a game for three or four hours or more, depending on like skill levels and and stuff, before I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. And I I have I have like and even then it probably would be longer because I came at Dark Souls 3 having played Demon Souls, the remake, played Bloodborne, one of my favorite games ever. So I already put the work in air quotes on work to to get good. <laughs> Right, so it's probably longer for someone who's not played a Souls game or gotten into yeah. it. And it's like I would never ask anyone to do that. Like, if a game, like I bounce out so many games where I'm like, oh, it might get good later, but I don't want to put that time investment in when I can play a different game and and be rewarded quicker with a good time <laughs> or like an enjoyable experience or whatever. So I totally get that. Put an easy mode in, you'll sell more. I don't know that Elden Ring will outsell Sekiro. I don't think it's a given. And I'll tell you why. Because Elden Ring isn't being published by Activision. <laughs> Elden Ring was published by Activision Blizzard. And it had Activision Blizzard marketing behind it. Elden Ring does not have Activision Blizzard marketing behind it. I don't know if it's going to outsell Sekiro. Okay, you just said Elden Ring had Activision marketing, then you've just said Elden Ring Sekiro doesn't have had it. Sekiro had yeah. Activision marketing. <laughs> Elden Ring has Bandai Namco marketing. That's no shade on Bandai Namco. I just played and really enjoyed Tales of Arise. Like, yeah. but the power of the marketing behind with with a yeah. act, have an Activision behind you, yes, I do see where you're coming from with that. And there's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, there's no there's no doubt about it. you are spot on there i think i think that's a fair thing to say that even though that there's no doubt about it, it was left what everyone was talking about after the uh game award not game awards a gamescom area type thing that's what true. happened in, that, that, um, you're not wrong but we also we're very plugged into the, the industry, oh yeah that, so yeah 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 no doubt about it. i agree with you there so um it's gonna be fascinating no doubt about it it's gonna be very fascinating i think what helps it is that it's it's the first it's really the first big game of the year of However, I think that's, that's going to help it, but then it comes up against Pokemon. Counterpoint, Pokemon comes out one week later. Yeah. yeah, it's like... And I know a lot of people are probably thinking, wait, Pokemon's only going to be one platform. That means nothing. Pokemon is... The power it's, of that flipping IP is it's, it's insane. On, it's on the current-gen console that's sold the most units by a significant margin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, if you want to go down... I mean, if somebody want, wanted to go down that road, like, there are way more Switches than there are PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series consoles in yeah. the wild. And I know it's on the other, other consoles and platforms, but, like... 
Pokemon is Pokemon. Yeah. The reason um, it's 25 years old. Yeah. And it's like, the the gameplay is literally the Elden Ring. Arkham Arkham isn't it's a but like they've yeah. got away with 25 years of being the same stale old quote unquote stale yeah, old. Yeah, it's the same game. Yeah. But mm. like I'm going to be really reductive and anyone who I think knows me or watches this podcast knows that, you know, this isn't me, but I'm throwing it out there as part of like a putting myself in the mindset of someone who doesn't read websites and follow people on Twitter and listen to podcasts and stuff is like Pokemon is Pokemon. Everybody knows what Pokemon is. Elden Ring doesn't even have Dark Souls in the title. Yeah. This is a brand new IP. They've got the they may have the From Software name behind it, but From Software name is not as big as Pokemon. From Software is amazing. I love them as a studio. Again, Bloodborne is one of my favorite games ever made. From Software does not have a big name outside of nerds like us. Like if I went and asked, because I you know me, I know tons of casual gamers, and I, I never use that term derogatorily. But like, if I asked them who From Software was, <laughs> like, or if they're excited for Elden Ring, I don't know that I would get many responses that weren't "What's that?" Yeah, yeah, I think. And I want that. this game to succeed. I want all games to succeed. I'm super pumped for Elden Ring. We're going to record a podcast at the beginning of January next year where we did talk about our most anticipated games, and Moody's going to be sick of the words Elden Ring, but. I don't Especially know, it's going to be the, your first game you review. It's going to be the first game I play in 2022, like, yeah. easily. Um, I'm pushing Pokemon back because Elden Ring is going to be out, and I'm just, I don't, I can't commit to both, so I'm committing to Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I won't lie, if Elden Ring has a easy mode soft from software, Pokemon might get pushed back for me <laughs> as well. Because I can't, I want to give this a try. I won't lie, but I, I won't because I'm like, my hand eye coordination will not help me here. <laughs> and I, I do not have good hand eye coordination. Um, I just want to let you know right now on my screensaver, I've got Steph just looking at me. Uh, and I'm just like, I love it. That's pretty. That's <laughs> and, now pretty. It's switched to, and now it's switched to Alex. And I'm just like, I love it even more. <laughs> All right, are you ready for one last news story? Go on, hit me. Resident Evil 7 uh, ships 10 million units. That's the one I'm going with. This is from Wesley and Poole over at Eurogamer. He writes, Resident Evil 7... 7? 7. Resident Evil 7. Sean, my name is James, but shaken, not stirred. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. Resident Evil 7 has shipped over 10 million units, Capcom has announced. That's a sold-in figure, not sold through to customers. But it's an impressive milestone for Capcom's 2017 horror title, which is credited with rejuvenating the long-running series, which it absolutely did. Resident Evil 7 marked a return to the series' horror roots with a shift from the third-person perspective seen in previous games to a first-person perspective. The changes went down well and Resident Evil 7 set tills ringing upon release. Capcom said the game's recent success was driven by digital sales and synergies with follow-up Resident Evil Village, which launched in May. This included a bundle containing both games. Resident Evil 7 has seen in excess of a million sales in each financial year since it came out, Capcom said. This means it's the first game in the series to break 10 million cumulative worldwide shipments, and it's the first Resident Evil game to break through 10 million before the release of a remake or remaster. For context, the 2019 Resident Evil 2 remake has shipped 8.6 million units. Both Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 have shipped 7.9 million units. 
The original Resident Evil 2, which came out in 1998, has shipped just shy of 5 million units. Cumulative shipments of the games in the series now exceeds 100 million units since the first game came out in 1996. Now, more than 25 years later, it's a series that's still going strong. I'm just thinking, before we talk about Resident Evil, something just, two things just connected in my brain, because something you said in the previous, in the Elden Ring story, and something I just said as part of that new story, are Resident Evil and Pokemon the same age? No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's like 25, it's 20, Resident Evil's 25 years old. And I, thought, I think uh, Pokemon's coming up 30. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't remember whether you just said Pokemon was 25 years old. I was like, wait. <laughs> I'll have, I'm good. I'm literally going to make sure of this. When? Age. I'm just going to put age. Did the first Pokemon. <laughs> oh, no, it's 23 years old. It's younger. What? Pokemon, Pokemon Age. Oh, no, it's not. Pokemon electronic game series from Nintendo that debuted in Japan in February 1996 as Pokemon Green and Pokemon Red. What I've got here, February 1996. So it's the same age? Same age. Brennan, Green, and Blue came out in 1996. Really? Was it that long ago? Damn. Sure I'm going back Resident, Evil. Long Resident Evil came out in 1996. Okay. I always just assumed Pokemon was so much older than Resident Evil, and I don't know why. <laughs> <coughs> it's weird. But I was really? like, wait, they're both no, the wait. same age. <laughs> I know. While you were playing um, Pokemon, I was playing Resident Evil. <laughs> actually, I was playing Resident Evil as well. So I mean, okay. I did both. I, I did do both though, because I didn't have I a did. handheld. Yeah, yeah, I double dipped. Well, my mom and dad allowed me to help double dip. But anyway, um, congratulations, Resident Evil Seven. Like it's the game that brought Resident Evil back from I know the lot, dead. I know that. Yeah. Sorry. I know a lot of the hardcore fans are the happiest with the first person shooter aspect. Blah blah blah, but hey. at the end of the day, it has sold ten million units. No offense, your 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 words don't mean nothing anymore when it comes to this because people are showing what Cap telling Capcom what they want, and it's they're gonna get it. And, and if I remember right, you haven't. Yeah, didn't hasn't didn't we talk about villages sales a couple of weeks ago? And like, uh, isn't that like six million well. or something? Yeah, isn't that like six million already or something? So, like that, if that means village, will, if village will hit ten, I'll be very surprised if Resident Evil Village hits it. I think we're literally both typing in the same thing at the same time. Probably, it's it's really handy having a, having a laptop. Sales. <laughs> oh, four point uh, five million is a May. So, so theoretically, I'd be very surprised if it's not hit five million yet. Oh, it's I would six. I'd go. It's probably yeah. I would say six, I would say it's coming close to six million, if not six million already. So that tells me it's going to hit the Resident Evil Village. It's going to hit ten million, which is going to mean it's gonna, yeah. res, the, the Resident Evil Seven and Resident Evil Eight. The ones with the ones what everyone says has the worst character to play as is Ethan. I mean, is going to be outselling all the iconic Resident Evil games. They're not wrong. <laughs> They're not wrong that he's, that that he's a boring. Different difference of the game, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. it. Like they're not wrong, but yeah, like it's really, it's a, it's just, it's a, a bit amusing to me. It really oh, is. I'm so happy because for so long, it was always Resident Evil Six is the best-selling Resident Evil game, and that like killed me inside. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, was that was the game that was the best-selling Resident Evil. Um, yeah. so like the fact that Seven. Um, and remake two, I've outsold 
Resident Evil 6 and 5 is like, thank you, thank you. Do you know how long we were in the wilderness? <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you. <laughs> um, so this is great. I love it. Like, Resident Evil 7 was great. Anyone who didn't like the first person, I'm guessing, didn't play it in VR. I was fortunate enough to play the entire game in PlayStation VR, and, like, it's an experience I'll never forget. Um, like, it was fucking great in VR. But... Like, it's still a great game either way. Like, I loved it. Um, it was probably truer to classic Resident Evil than 6 and 5 were um, in terms of yeah. the way the game was built and structured, at least at the beginning. Um, and, and Village was a great game too. Like, yeah. I had some issues with it, but it was still a fucking really good Resident Evil game. And it was a really good game in general. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it wasn't Resident Evil 6. <laughs> Which had mm -hmm. a, oh, I'm not even going to get into it, but yeah, it's a great way to celebrate 25th anniversary. Hell yeah. Time for games out next week, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time Amy where I take break. over the podcast and Amy goes for her break. Back for Blood, PC, PlayStation, and the Xbox. And Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Back, for, Back for Blood is a thrilling cooperative first-person shooter from the creators of the critically acclaimed Left 4 Dead franchise. Experience an intense four-player cooperative uh, narrative campaign, comp a competitive competitive multiplayer as a human or ridden, uh, and a f the fanatic gameplay that keeps you in the action. The Rift Breaker, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Game Pass. This is a base-building survival game with a action RPG elements. You are an elite scientist slash commando inside an advanced mech suit capable of dimensional rift travel. Uh, hack and slash countless enemies, build up your base, collect samples, and research new inventions to survive. Jackpot. Jack. Jackbox Party Pack 8, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Play your next game night, Jackbox game. Uh, Jackbox Games is back with five hilarious new party games, including Drawful Animation, Job Job, The Pole Mine, Weapons Drawn, and The Wheel of Emotional Propositions. Uh, Chasing Static, PC, a psychological horror short story. Explore the untouched wilderness of rural wheels as you uncover the forgotten remains of a mysterious facility for, and find the truth behind the missing villages of the health of the heath. Dungeon Encounters, <coughs> PC, PlayStation, and Switch, is a unique dungeon explorer RPG in which you lead an ex expedition or to chart the depths of your of an overworldly labyrinth overworldly labyrinth plan and prepare to overcome numerous obstacles solve puzzles and and defeat monsters strategize to survive <clears throat> demon slayer the Hin the hinokami chronicles playstation really that's the exclusive the playstation okay Become the blade that destroys demons. Short and sweet. I like it. NHL like 20, NHL 2022. PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Experience the breakthrough hockey powered by Frostbite. Are you trying this one this year? May I ask? Well, you see, the trial's available now. Mm. So I might do, like the EA Play trial. Mm. Um, Maybe? It's, mm, okay. it's possible. That's, I like last know. year's. 
Yeah, yeah, it was in in your top twenty. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. Final game. I know it was weird. <laughs> Final game: The Good Life, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Game Pass, and Switch. Enjoy every day of life while solving a murder mystery in a rainy woods, known as the happiest town in the world. In this all-new debt repayment RPG. That sounds so weird. That game. I'm not gonna lie. It's made by the guy <coughs> who made Deadly Premonition. Hence weird. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Alright. It's my turn now, isn't it? I believe so. You haven't picked a game for us to pick this week. Oh, I knew I forgot something. Uh... Oh, there's an obvious... I was like, which one? There's an obvious one. Oh, yeah, it's Back for Blood. Yeah, it's Back for Blood. <laughs> Uh, it's time for Open Critic Head-to-Head. This is the game myself and Moody play every single week where we try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. Whoever guesses closest to the score gets at the time of recording gets one point. If you manage to guess the score completely correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the Open Critic average of Metroid Dread. Did you like the fact that I did all that while I was typing out the other thing? Because I'm really impressed that I did that. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I said the whole thing I'm without so messing it up while I was typing the back for blood thing into the document. Wow. <laughs> High five. High fucking five. God damn. I also, I don't know if you noticed when I sat down. So I did a stupid thing while I, while I walked back in the room. Like I did jazz hands at the camera. And then when I sat down, I cracked my boob right off the microphone. <laughs> So you should watch the podcast back for the for the games out this week part where I come back in because it's just a fucking mess. But I feel like that sums me up as a person. I do something funny, then I do something really stupid, then I do something really awesome. <laughs> and if that just isn't me as a person, as a human being, I don't know what is. Uh, that's true. Um, that didn't sum up Amy. That sums me up. <laughs> All in the space of like two minutes, just... Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, so last week we tried to guess the upper critic average of Metroid. Dread, I guessed it would get an 84. Moody guessed it would get a 90. Moody was kicking himself because he's like, oh, guess an 88, because that's what every game's got. Time of recording, Metroid Dread has an upper critic average of 88, which means Moody still does get the point, <laughs> but he doesn't get two points. The week before, we tried to guess the open critic average of Lemnus Gate. Uh, it didn't have a review score last week because it was an online game. Online games tend to don't get reviews until after they're out. Makes sense. Um, I guess it would get a 75. Moody guessed it would get a 70. At the time of recording, Lemnus Gate has an open critic average of 80. Which, because it's in Game Pass, made my brain go, maybe I should check this out. <laughs> so the current scores stand at Amy 20, Moody 17. There are two draws and some other people got some points as well. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, they're so far behind, even if they appeared on every podcast from now until the end of time, they're not catching up, unless I do something stupid again, like give them 10 times multipliers. I think you would That's kill true. me. If I did that again, I think you would you would come to my house, because now he knows where I live, and fucking kill me. <laughs> Amy, I've literally just counted. We have 10 weeks left. 10 weeks, so 20 possible points. 
Hot damn. Because you could double his, uh, each score if you get it correct. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, still close. I like it. Fantasy Critic also still pretty fucking close, but I think you are going to... You are gonna, yeah, you are gonna accelerate. I am, I am enjoying this moment because right now it looks like me and you are like in a titanic struggle for first place. Yeah, but like, there's gonna yeah. be a moment in sort of like November, <laughs> December yeah. time like, where you just go, bye, <laughs> and yeah. I go. Yeah, like one, the last game I got points for is literally just like it was at eighteen. Now it's just. Going up. It's going up, yeah. Like mine yeah, did. My, like, my yeah. Eastwood got me a few good few points, and I've swapped yeah. out my last game, and the reviews for that come out um, next. Yeah, week. I've seen you finally dropped Hollow Knight. I, I'm not gonna lie, we'll laugh for years. So if next that week. comes out, I'm changing <laughs> it back. Ten weeks. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm won't allow changing it. it back. You can't stop no. me. I'm the one with no, the admin fair. control. That's not fair. <laughs> I'm the one with the admin controls, bitch. Um, we can't ask Russell because he won't get involved because he's basically out of it anyway. So we'd have to get Keith because nah, he still fine. has a chance. He he's, still needs a pick something. <laughs> he's still got a space, right? Like, yeah. Does he have a chance to kick uh, to? Oh, he can't. Yeah, yeah, he can't get rid of anything. So no, no he can't. I'm not going to lie though. In fact, in terms of fantasy critic, like the as someone who was on it a couple of days ago, like picking a game, it's pretty dry at this point. Like what you what's yeah. left. What's left yeah. to what can score high? It's like, it's not, there's not a lot left. <laughs> he's only got one game. He's got two games coming out. Uh, three, I think. He's got two games right now that are coming, coming out. Oh, three, yes. Oh, wow. Uh, oh. Huh. I still need to finish up and Greg head to head, but yes. Well, I'm just going to say, uh, Back for Blood has a critic score on Fantasy Critic. Oh, hold on. When did the reviews come out? How did I miss them? I've, it might not be up, but I'm just going off what it says on Fantasy Critic, not on Thingy. Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, the embargo won't be out yet because it's an... Uh, but the but there's reviews coming out because early access, <laughs> because if you pre-ordered the game, you're already playing it. <laughs> there's four. Yeah. There's reviews on, on open critic. It yeah, doesn't it. have, it doesn't have an average, but it right. ha- on, on here right now, right it says, now, 70, it says yeah, right 71 on fantasy critic <laughs> right now. I don't, I don't know if you can see that properly. Yeah. But it doesn't have an average score. Yeah, I've, I've got it open on my end. I'm I'm proving it to the people of. Yeah. Okay. Of wow, this lights my like. If I hold this up to the camera, I get it lights me really well. Like, the colors really start popping. <laughs> Damn. I need a light behind me now. Okay. What do you want to do? Um, it's up to you. There are already reviews there, but there's no open critic average, so we can guess what the open critic average will be by this time next week. With with the advantage of being able to see what two, three scored reviews, <laughs> or we don't have to do back for blood. There are other games coming out. We do NHL twenty twenty two. I can't find the charging port in my laptop. 
Does your battery bad run out? No, no. I just always keep no. it plugged in these days. I, for a laptop, no. it ironically never leaves my desk now. <laughs> but I think the charging port is sealed. Because it's not there anymore. Yeah, Amy, switch it. I would switch it. Okay. Just because there's a, there, there's a number there on Fantasy Critic... And I think it's just oh not yeah I'm fantasy critic and I won't lie I was gonna go seventy anyway for for, for blood because I didn't I don't think this is gonna get high yeah so like uh, I don't I just think it's unfair yeah remember like, when I guessed Avengers were getting ninety seven <laughs> those were the days well you roll a dice I, so. I mean yeah but don't tell people that people will just think I'm a fucking idiot <laughs> well, mind you that. I wasn't the person who picked it for open for for uh, fantasy critic. I uh, know it started so well. <laughs> it started well for like a minute, and then it's just. <laughs> um, so okay, we're gonna guess the open critic average this week of NHL twenty two. Mary, what do you think? Seventy three. Not gonna lie, like I did no research for this. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what the last one got. I don't know what's the crack is with this one. Um, you know what I'm gonna do. Mary? 69. 88. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the default review score, right? Well, that's not what I thought you were going to go 69 for some nah. reason. Nah. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get a point, but whatever. I'm just here to have fun. Like, I'm not here to win these things. I'm here to entertain and have fun. I'm here to entertain. And you're and here to entertain and win. So, you yeah. know, I, get, I don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. It must really yeah. burn you up. That I'm here just for the memes, and I'm leading. <laughs> it burns me up because I'm pretty sure if Foxes didn't vote for Ratchet and Clank, I would have got the point. So that would have been me 18 points. And okay. I'm pretty sure I was close, second closest to Chris Tales as well. So, okay. like, yeah. And actually, I think I would, if Foxes were here, I'm pretty sure I would have had MLB, Ratchet and Clank, and Chris Tales. Okay. So. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> totally get it. However, he wasn't a guest. A he wasn't a guest co-host at the time, so it would have been unfair to exclude him. Oh yeah, I agree. Oh no, I agree. And I'm, I'm not saying you should give me his points. I'm not like giving you his points, so it's fine. I, 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 I'm not saying that, so don't worry. Do you know how much work that would be? I'd have to watch the old podcast, find out what scores we all we all fucking said, and then I'd have to go through, and then I'd be like, oh, well, what's the open critic average now? Figure out where the no, points we went. And... Yeah, we'll just do it this way. There, see, copy, paste, bada bing, bada boom. Then now we just put this up to... Did you just, did you just edit my 20. document? <laughs> there we go, and just add it up to 20. <laughs> did you just did you just edit my document? Not at all, Amy, not at all. <laughs> yeah, that control Z function is really useful, isn't it? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Be very careful. Um, that's going to do it for episode 276 of the Words About Games podcast. Moody, you know what I'm going to say? I know you're not prepared. <laughs> so I'm just going to sit here and ramble for a minute while I wait for you to close us out. I've got it. I've got it. Oh, wow. Okay. Never mind. Close us out, Moody. I will close us out with this. The week is here. So let's start with some positive energy. Every door, every door, every door, every, every day. day. All right, you're from Yorkshire or something. <laughs> every day holds the possibility of a miracle. Have a great week and have a nice day. See you later, Bye, everybody. everybody.
Bye. Have a good week. We'll see you next week.